I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. On August 6, 2020, the RBI came out with a circular which put restrictions on who can open a current account with which bank. At first blush, it seems very restrictive to the market, but as you look deeper, you realize it's actually good for taxpayers and individuals. This is a special series of Money with Monica, in which I'm decoding policy, events, and trends during the corona crisis. The best time to repair fishing nets, they say, is when there's a storm out at sea. Some of the Indian policymakers, regulators, and the government seem to have taken that lesson to heart. As we are going through this economic crisis induced by corona, there has been a slew of reform measures coming from almost every direction. The latest is this August 6th circular by the RBI with limits on who can open a current account. It's a document titled, Opening of Current Accounts Need for Discipline. We hear that it's been prompted by the PMO in order to stop the siphoning of bank funds. Now, what is a current account? Think of it like a savings deposit with bells and whistles. It's aimed at entrepreneurs, people who make multiple transactions through a day, who need what is called an overdraft facility of drawing funds which they don't have through this account and also, this is an account which comes with no interest. Savings interest, savings deposit interest is about 2.75% right now. Current account carries no interest. Banks find this a very lucrative product to sell because they have access to a large amount of money called float, which they can use for leverage for other purposes. And there's no interest to be paid. So especially private and foreign banks are very aggressive when they sell the current account product. The RBI circular is essentially saying that there are limits to who can open a current account with which bank. Suppose there's a firm which has taken a loan from Bank A for its working capital for its business. It cannot now open a current account with Bank C, B, D, E, whoever. It has to maintain its transactional relationship with the lending bank, with Bank A, through the cash credit facility through the overdraft facility and in certain circumstances it can also open a current account with the same bank. But why would the RBI do something which is restrictive of choice of markets? Because they want to prevent sharpshooters of entrepreneurs, smart promoters from misusing the loopholes in the banking system. These firms, these promoters come with their knowledge of the loopholes. They come with their sharp lawyers who can run rings around regulators and they also come with the knowledge that the judicial system will take a very long time to resolve any case that regulators make against such firms. But how is this current account opening linked to siphoning of money? Let's understand this. When a bank lends to a firm for business purposes, it needs to know the cash flow of that firm to understand whether the loan is viable or not. 
Now, suppose a firm has taken a loan from Bank A, but its entire receivables and its entire transactions are happening through the current account of Bank B and C, then Bank A has no idea of what, of whether this loan is being serviced, whether the entrepreneur has a capacity to pay or not. Firms have misused this uh, provision, this uh, the allowing of the money to go to a bank other than the lending bank to simply not make payments back, back to the lending bank and also to take the money from there, move it to a current account of a second bank, move it to another bank and then it the money just disappears. The quantum of the non-performing assets in the Indian banking system is stunning. I'm going to give you some numbers. The non-performing assets, the NPA is till September 2019, was 7 trillion rupees. That's 7 with 12 zeros behind it. The recapitalization in till FY, in FY19 has been to the tune of 2.7 trillion rupees. There are 50 willful defaulters who owe 70,000 crore. And in the first half of 2020, 1 trillion rupees of fraud has been detected by the banking and the financial system. So this is the quantum of the problem that we face where rich promoters have very poor companies and it is the banking system which bears the loss. But how does it matter to you and me? It matters to us because when there is such a large NPA burden, it is the cost of funds for banking which becomes very high, which means that our deposit rates are lower than they should be and our borrowing rates are higher than they should be. So as bank customers, we have to pay more. As taxpayers, we suffer because periodically it is the government which will recapitalize the public sector banks or induce a saving of a bank like Yes Bank, which happened a few months ago. It is finally the taxpayer who is picking up the burden of this entire chain of fraud. So as individuals and taxpayers, we benefit when the system becomes more transparent, when the rules are tightened, when the loopholes are closed. The banks may not be too happy about it, but I think it's part of the increasing corporate governance and everybody will have to understand that as we, as India moves along the journey from a $3 trillion economy to a 5 and then a 10, we will have to have better rules of the game, better transparency and better first principle driven markets. Otherwise, we will remain at this low income, low equilibrium where we are caught in. So overall, it's a great thing for individuals in the in a very indirect way. It's great. Private sector banks and foreign banks are obviously not happy, but I think they will deal with it. They can also start lending to firms and then go on opening their current accounts if they should need to. That's all that I have today. Do join me again and continue writing to me at moneywithmonica.com. Till next time, stay healthy and stay wealthy. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.